The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome back to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Adam Pack, Man Jones, and Antoine Walker. Shout out to Seahawks Radio on Sirius XM for that great clip of my guy throwing an absolute dime for a touchdown pass. And the Seattle Seahawks are in first place. In the NFC West, after taking down the New York Giants, they were already in first place, but extend their first place league after beating the New York Giants 27 to 13. Now, Tyler Lockett hauled in the pass from Geno Smith with 9-18 left. That snapped a 13-13 tie. Kenneth Walker, the third, added a 16-yard touchdown run in the closing minutes. And Seattle walked away with a third straight victory. This was the only matchup this past weekend between two teams with a winning record. Now, the Giants saw its four-game win streak snap entering its bye week and lost ground to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East, largely because the Seahawks controlled Saquon Barkley, who was held to a season-low 53 yards on 20 carries and had three catches for nine yards. Now, Geno Smith was 23 of 34 for 212 yards and two touchdowns, and it literally should have been more than that because there was a couple of times that receivers dropped touchdown passes, including DK Metcalf, including my guy, Marquise Goodwin. And we saw a terrible job mm-hmm. that, that you never usually see from Tyler Lockett. But all in all, all is well because they won. He threw a three-yard touchdown pass to DK Metcalf in the second quarter. He was five for five for 75 yards on the drive, capped off by Lockett's scoring catch, which was, was a redemption catch after he dropped that touchdown earlier in the game. Now, the lack of a run game put pressure on Daniel Jones, who avoided making the big mistakes we routinely see, see him make, but he just couldn't get it done. He was 17 of 31 for 176 yards and was sacked five times. Now, Geno Smith, in the midst of a career resurgence with the Seahawks, has put doubters to bed through these eight games. Now, his coach, Pete Carroll, who stood behind Smith throughout this whole offseason, had plenty of praise for his quarterback following Seattle's third straight win. This is what Pete Carroll had to say about Geno Smith. He's a real deal. This is the real, we're seeing him. There's no, there's no mystery or, oh, he's going to run out of gas or something. It's not like that. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he, and he shows you week in and week out, throw after throw after throw. And, and uh, there's nothing for us to, to hold him in, but in the highest of expectations, really. Now, Pete Carroll also addressed the fact that he has had no problem proving every day that he's still got a lot of gas in his tank, right? That he can still coach at a high level 
in this new era of the NFL, this is what Pete Carroll said about his coaching. You know, all the people that doubt, like you, you're losing that, you know, you know, like we run the ball too much. You don't understand football and, you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the, the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you, look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So I don't mind proving it day in and day out. Talk bad to him, Coach Feet. <laughs> Tell him how you really feel. Out of Pac-Man Jones, do you think the Seahawks can challenge the 49ers for the NFC West crown? Yeah, I do. I do think they can. They have they're running. But Gino was sixty-seven percent. I didn't hear you say that uh, on on your spill down when you said everything. But he was sixty-seven percent. You know how hard it is to be sixty-seven percent in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And the other, it would have been higher if he wouldn't have had to drop passes. So man, Gino is playing unbelievable. Now shout out to my my West Virginia brother. Um, you playing good, man. Keep uh, Lee's is the only one had faith in you now. Yeah, I tried, I tried, I tried to tell they people, talked man. about your dirty on. Yeah, Pat, you, you break it up just a little bit there. I said, I'm happy for you, man. Keep up the good work. There you go. Yeah, man, I was I was trying to tell people, you know, Shady McCoy, LaShawn Shady McCoy, <laughs> didn't have Brandon Marshall, didn't have faith. But, you know, I have faith in you, man, because I knew. I knew the system, right? You've been in the system the last couple of years. Shane Walden came over. And just knowing your skill set, just talking to you in the offseason, we got the same physical therapist in the offseason, just seeing how you matured, how you approach the game, how you, how you think now. I just knew if you were finally given the opportunity, especially after I saw – you in a small sample size with the three games last year when Russell Wilson went down. I was like, if they give Geno this team, it's going to be lights out. It's going to be problems. And even Dan Orlovsky, who oh. me and him, sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. He was saying when he went out there to do the Monday night football game in the preseason, he kept telling everybody, yo, Geno was, is throwing the cover off the ball right now. And he's always had the arm talent. That was never in question, right? Oh. It was like, can he, you know, mentally process the game? Was the mature, there was maturity questions when he was younger, which is typical for a young quarterback. But all those things seem like to be the, that he's put them to the side, right? And it's all about football for him right now. And how I like, what I really like is even though he's had success, he still has the same approach week in and week out, right? He never takes, you know, too much of the credit. Now, week one, of course, you got to talk your, your, your shit a little bit, right? When people ha have doubted you, you know, they wrote, you know what I'm saying? He said they wrote them all, but he ain't, he ain't right back. He, I mean, you got you got to say that, right? Because you're confident in yourself. But I like his approach, man. And you could tell that this team is a family, right? They all got each other's back. I think it was really cool that him, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett did the press conference together and just talking. And Tyler Lockett, you know, talked about, like, it's funny what can happen when, you know, not one person – you know, is, is trying to seek the credit for us having success. And it, it wasn't a shot at Russell Wilson. I know there was a big stir on Twitter about that because I saw the whole clip. It was just something that his high school coach used to tell him when he was younger, and he, br he brought that up. And I just think it shows the faith that Geno has on those guys on the outside because Tyler Lockett drops a pass, DK Metcalf drops a, a touchdown pass. He goes right back to those guys, right, knowing that they can make a play. And, and Tyler Lockett, everybody loves this guy on this team, right? He's been a consummate leader for his whole career there in Seattle, right? Against all odds, shorter receiver, but he is a baller out there. And he routinely doesn't drop passes like that. But to know that Geno had the faith in this guy to go back to him, right? I think that says a lot. So let me let me ask you a question. Let me, let me, let me, well, let me ask ahead. you a question. Let me ask you guys a question. So um, obviously we're giving Gino his, his flowers right now. Is is he NFL comeback player of the year? 
I, I think mean, you have to give it to him right now. Uh, I mean, and, and that, 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 that is if weird. We had to vote, if we had to vote right now yeah. today, yeah. yes, he would. But it's, 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 it's also weird, right, Pat? Because they usually always try to get that to somebody that's coming off an injury too, right? Yeah, but like he come he coming off an injury, but like he haven't played in exactly. So like, I think he when should the last be. Last time they have he started like this many games. Started, yeah, yeah. So I think he should be in the category without a doubt, just because of what you said, right? It's been forever since he's been solidified as the starter, right? He played like three games last year, but this is the first time he's actually been the starter. So I think he should be up for comeback player of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because because the way Saquon's playing, I think they're gonna want to give it to him. Any MVP consideration right now? I think you have to put him at. I honestly think you got to put him at third or fourth right now. To be honest with you, I mean, besides Josh Allen and and Jalen Hurts, and if you want to throw Mahomes in there, I think he'd have to be right behind them. Honestly, Joe Burrow's bro. Have you seen what Joe did? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll see at the end of the year, man. The 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 two NFC South teams he, he played put him back on the map. <laughs> they, if you want to get right, play NFC South team. We saw what PJ Tucker did to the Bucks. All right, we'll see PJ Walker same, did to the Bucks. We'll see if you got that same energy laid on that Hey, all I know <laughs> is Miles Garrett dressed up as Vecna from Stranger Things. Y'all in trouble tonight. Man, Y'all are in trouble. This is I Am Athlete tonight. I'm your host. That's a costume. <laughs> He's a real life Vecna to Joe Burrow when he playing Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> this is I am athlete tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Dudes, but with my guys Antoine Walker and Adam Pac Man Jones and Christian McCaffrey. C Mac had a trifecta. He had a passing catch, a touchdown, rushing touchdown, and a, a receiving touchdown. In the words of LC from Friday Night Lights, when he was talking about his nephew Booby Miles, he can run it, he can catch it, and he can pass. Christian McCaffrey became the 11th player in NFL history with a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown in just one game as the 49ers win over the Rams by the score of 31-14. I tried to tell everybody, like Oprah said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. And the 49ers have been showing us for the last couple of years that they've been smacking the Rams up in the regular season. Now, Christian McCaffrey threw a 34-yard touchdown pass in the first half, he caught that nine-yard touchdown pass from Jimmy Garoppolo in the third quarter, then put the Niners in control with a touchdown run early in the fourth. The running back finished with 94 yards rushing and 55 yards receiving, going over 100 scrimmage yards again. Now, LaDamelin Thomason was the last player with a rushing, passing, and receiving touchdown in the same game, doing it for the San Diego Chargers back in 2005. This is Christian McCaffrey talking about the win versus the Rams. I think the thing I'm most happy about is just this whole team welcoming me in with open arms and, um, you know, especially the running back room, guys like Jeff Wilson and Juice, you know, they uh, just helped me all week learn everything. And um, I don't know, I think that just means a lot to me. So obviously those things are cool, but I'm just proud to be a 49er and um, it felt good to get a win today. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo bounced back after having a rough game versus uh, Kansas City Chief. He passed for 235 yards and two touchdowns as San Francisco scored 24 unanswered points to finish its eighth consecutive regular season victory over its NFC West rival. Now, San Francisco's defense held the Rams to just 58 yards in the second half. Mm. Matthew Stafford passed for 187 yards 
Let's score his first rushing touchdown since 2016. Here is head coach Sean McVay of the Rams simply saying the 49ers outplayed them. They outplayed us. It doesn't have anything to do with all oh, the history, whatever it was. They outplayed us in the second half. Um, we didn't make enough plays, and there's things that, that we can all do collectively to be a better part of it. Um, but that, um, that's pretty much as plain and simple as it gets, in my opinion. Mm, I like it, Coach. Get straight to the point now. To make things worse, Cooper Cup, who is their star receiver, had eight catches for 79 yards in the touchdown, but he ended up hurting his ankle with only a minute and two left in the fourth quarter. This is Cooper Cup talking about his injury. Yeah, I mean, right now, things, um, you know, things are pointing towards, you know, dodging a bullet. So hopefully uh, that's the case as we move forward here. But, you know, like I said, I feel pretty good right now. Yeah, and I saw a report that he still plans to play this upcoming week. Adam Pac-Man Jones, let me ask you this question, man. The Super Bowl champions for last year, the Los Angeles Rams, are they finished? Um, Everybody talking about Cooper Cup is the top five or top ten receiver. Cooper Cup is not a freaking top five, ten fucking receiver. Damn, tell us I how said, you really feel. I said this before. <laughs> he need a cast of guys to make the bandwagon go. Now, mm. if you want to talk, talk top receiver, let's name some. Uh, Jamar Chase, he don't need it. He, he can do it his own. Um, uh, uh, kid down in Miami. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, the kid uh, Jeffrey up in Minnesota. Um, Dig up in Buffalo. Um, we're talking like, uh, even, even I would even go Keenan Allen in um, the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. But like, when you're talking number one receiver, they change the game. If this is, I'm not nothing against Coop. I like Coop as a person, but like, he need, <laughs> he need he need a group of guys for the bandwagon to go. He can't carry that load by himself. He he just don't have it. He don't ha he don't have he don't have to carry himself. Like he need to run the game. I said um, he just need two receivers, good receivers to go along with him. He needs somebody that can stretch the field and somebody that's a little crafty. Right now he don't have that. Yeah. Let me let me ask you, Twan, because you've you've seen different disputes with players in the NBA. Uh, we kind of saw the thing with John Wall and and him wanting out. Um, ben Simmons, Cam Akers, the relationship that he has with uh, Sean McVay, maybe it's bigger than Sean McVay. Um, but do you think this relationship could get repaired? Because the biggest issue for the Rams to me right now is the lack of the run game. Like everything is based off of the run game. Coop getting his touches is based off the run game. And they haven't been able to run the football, right? Um, Daryl Henderson, you know, they wanted him to start, but he was sick and couldn't really play. So Cam Akers was supposed to be the guy that took him in the second round towards Achilles last year uh, in the offseason, comes back and helps them on that Super Bowl run. Do you think, you know, if he ultimately doesn't get traded by tomorrow at 4 p.m., that a relationship can be mended and he could give this team maybe a boost in the run game? I think it can. I think when you, certain teams, these type of situations may not work, but the goal for the Rams is to get back to the Super Bowl. That's all that goal. They built their roster. They paid everybody. Um, so that, their goals is totally different than, than most teams. So, I think it can be repaired if, if guys lock in, but they're not there. Matthew Stafford's not the same guy he was last year. I mean, you could just look at his numbers and tell he's he's not playing good football. Allen Robinson hasn't um, done very well as a big-time free agent, signed at the receiver spot, and, you know, obviously. So that, that those things have been in jeopardy all season long. So that, that this is not the same team that we saw play last year. But I think it can get repaired because the goal is to win, to win, get to the Super Bowl. This team has been there before. They, they, so many guys in that locker room. 
So I think that, that can, it can happen just from the guys in the locker room keeping everybody positive. Hi, everyone. This is Hope Solo, World Cup champion and host of Hope Solo Speaks, a Sirius XM podcast. I'm so excited about the Men's World Cup starting November 20th, and we'll have coverage all tournament long. I'll be talking to former players, top analysts, and offering some of my unique perspective as Team USA looks to make a deep run in Qatar. Download new episodes of Hope Solo Speaks right now on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every Thursday. USA! 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 The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Michigan State University players have been suspended, but Jim Harbaugh said he wants criminal charges brought up. Now, Jim Harbaugh expects the four suspended Michigan State football players involved in rubbing, roughing up two members of the Michigan team to be punished further, saying he can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. Here's what Jim Harbaugh had to say on the incident that happened Saturday night between the Michigan Wolverines and the Michigan State Spartans. There needs to be accountability. There needs to be a full, thorough, timely investigation. I can't imagine that this will not result in criminal charges. The videos are... uh, are, uh, are bad. It's clear what, what transpired. It seems uh, very, very open and shut. You know, as they say, uh, watch the tape. Um, I'm coming from this from a perspective of, uh, of being a parent, and these young men um, are entrusted to me by their families and to our program, and we have the responsibility to each player uh, to treat them like our own, and I take that responsibility very seriously. An apology will not get the job done in this instance. There should be serious consequences for the the many individuals that are culpable. And on behalf of the 22 Michigan football team, our players, our coaches, our staff, our university, um, this has been a very traumatic experience. Now, 
is it clear what truly happened? Because I've seen this video in multiple angles at number 22 and one. Like at Michigan, everybody goes through the same tunnel, right? But only two Michigan players decided to go into the crowd where other Michigan State players were. Now, I'm not condoning violence in any manner, right? But to me to say, for him to say it was clear cut what happened, were you there when what your players were saying to the other players from Michigan State? Do you know what transpired in that tunnel? Let me go on and, and really break down the story. Now, Harbaugh said defensive back Jamon Green was punched by a Spartan player in the Michigan Stadium Tunnel shortly after the fourth-ranked Wolverines beat their in-state rival on Saturday night, and teammate Jaden McBurrows was attacked when he tried to help him. Now, McBurrows is seen on a video shared on social media being pushed and uh, punched and kicked by multiple Michigan State players who pulled him out of the tunnel into a hallway that doesn't lead to either locker room. Now, Michigan State head coach Bill Tucker announced Sunday night that linebacker Tank Brown, safety Angelo Gross, defensive end Zion Young, and cornerback Kari Crump were suspended indefinitely. Here is Mel Tucker earlier today addressing the incident. The incidents involving a small group of our players do not represent our culture. I made a decision to suspend players based upon video evidence that was provided to me and our athletic director yesterday. Our entire team will be cooperating with law enforcement and the Big Ten Conference to further evaluate the events in Ann Arbor. These suspensions will remain in place until the investigations are completed. We're deeply sorry to both universities, the conference, our fans, alumni, supporters, and of course, all of our student athletes, past and present. Now, Adam Pankman Jones with Omar Kelly. Again, I've watched this video from multiple angles. I, the video that Harbaugh was talking about that's been on social media of, you know, um, his player getting jumped. I think it was uh, Jaden McBurrows. Um, if you look at the video before that, though, there is a is a wide angle video of the field when the teams are leaving. Right. Michigan State goes out first. Right. Because Michigan's at home. There's only two players again. Number two, 22 and one who I believe is Jaden McBurrows and also um, Jamon Green. They end up getting into the crowd with the Michigan State players. Now, but Pac, how, you know, how, my point is, how did they get in the crowd? They the walked game? in there. Nobody told them to. They 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 individually walked in there. And Pac, you know this. This is a rival game. So just now you want to press charges? You just embarrass. You just embarrass. You know, Michigan State arrival at home, right? Why is two of your players first and foremost going in the crowd? And number one was seen skipping along, like kind of mocking them as he went into the tunnel. Nothing good is going to come from that. Again, I don't condone putting hands on anybody. You but don't condone for, ass, for, for for Harbaugh to just said it's clear to see what happened. I wonder, does he have that video or is he just ignoring that video? Again, I do not condone putting your hands on anybody, but in a rival game, things are volatile. Vo- things are volatile. Things are said. Things could escalate so, situations. So on, and you're that saying, seems like that's what happened. You're saying because they went in the tunnel when they weren't supposed to, that was Michigan State's time. To I'm exit. saying it could have been avoided. OK, let me let me ask you this question. You're saying because they went in the tunnel when they weren't supposed to. Mm. That's the 
a permission that you're gonna the, get. You your see, ass no, see, you're not gonna. See, that's the reporter in you. I just said I do not condone violence. I do not condone putting your hands on anybody. But, but you're but saying, Omar, do we do, do we know who pushed who first? No, we don't. Exactly. But where where was security at? Well, time? Denied, that's denied. what I'm saying. So where, security. If anybody security? needs to be in trouble, it's security normally, for right. allowing no them to walk, to walk in there like that. Yes. And, and look, and you look at the video. It looked like the, the police video. just sitting there looking at them. They didn't want no problems with that. Again, I do not condone violence. I do not condone putting your hands on anybody. This whole situation could have been avoided. We know how it is, Omar. Like it's a rival game. Guys are gonna be talking Ooh, trash. Yeah. I mean, but two you know, players like, out of your whole team, just two. You thought it was cool enough to walk in there right. with a whole other team that you just embarrassed. Like they beat them down, and you thought it was cool. I mean, because you, you wanted know, to talk some trash, you're going to be protected. Quote, unquote, again, I don't know for sure what was said, so I'm, I can't I can't speak on yeah. that. Allegedly, go. T- you wanted to go talk some trash. My thing is, why not be with your teammates and celebrate with your teammates on the field and then go in with your teammates? Only two of you out of the whole team. And we know in college, I mean, there, there has it's to more be than something. the NFL, Omar. It's 100 plus in college. Yeah, they, there has they to be looking protocol. for smoke. They were there looking has for to smoke. be protocol. There has to be protocol when you are going through the same tunnel. Um, I was part of covering the University of Miami when they got their ass beat by LSU on the field and then in the tunnel. Um, they got whooped in the tunnel too. Yeah, oh yeah, they got whooped in the tunnel in the Peach Bowl by LSU uh, that that year, um, the uh, two thousand and four, and yeah, from that point there was protocol pl- put in place. Oh, when, I do remember that. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, when when you when you're going in the tunnel, you, you know, the, and there, the, you're right. There should be police involved in that. But yeah. yes, it, it you know. But then again, we're looking at the exit too. Mm, it, it's just a bad look. But all, but now all. I always yeah. thought it was now, stupid to have now, teams come out now, the same tunnel. But now yeah. you're telling me you're gonna you press gonna suspend charges. these kids <laughs> and press charges. Yeah, come on, man. That's way that's way too much, bro. Like if I anything, get... if anything, it's the fucking school fault. Security Y'all in the fault. fucking big house with a, a million people in there. There should be some kind of security down there to say, hey, man, look, y'all wait until they exactly. go. Exactly. And granted, it's yeah, not easy right. to corral 200 student athletes, but you can clearly see one's got a blue jersey on and in, in the sea of white jerseys. Like, you can stop him and be like, what is you doing, bro? Like, you know, we out here on the field. Don't do that. Like, where was his teammates at? You know, because that was the first thing I saw. I said when I saw the video. I was like, damn, why is he by himself? And then I saw the video of the two Michigan players. Skip One was skipping along, like kind of mocking, mocking Michigan and going in between the Michigan State uh, players. And the other one just gingerly was just walking in there by himself. So, again, like you just took a hard loss. You know, emotions are very high. We don't know what was said because there is no audio or to our knowledge, there's no audio of what was said. We don't know how that situation escalated. Like, why even put yourself in that position? Wait with the rest of your teammates because the only thing that could do is escalate it and make it worse and a situation like that happens. That's the only outcome is was most likely going to happen. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my guys, Omar Kelly and Adam Pacman Jones. And man, one of the craziest games in the NFL this past weekend or yesterday was the Falcons' wins o- over the Panthers. Now, this was crazy, right? Because DJ Moore hauled in a last-minute touchdown pass, literally 62 yards. P.J. Walker put it on a rope, on the money, right? But D.J. was so elated, not understanding there were still about 12 or 13 seconds um, on the clock. 
third, 12 or 13 seconds on the clock. He takes his helmet off, right? And they get a penalty. Well, Eddie Pinheiro, right, who was with the Jets, who was perfect with the Jets, and I think he was perfect before this game. The, they get the uh, personal foul. They back the ball up 15 yards, and he misses the 41-yard field goal in overtime. I mean, then he misses the extra point that sends it into overtime. Now, Young Way Koo booted a 41-yard field goal in overtime after the penalty by Moore kept the Falcons alive. But that wasn't the only thing that happened, right? The Panthers still had another chance to win the game in overtime because C.J. Henderson picked off Marcus Mariota and had and had and they were in you know a great field position to kick a field goal to win the game. But Pinheiro missed another field goal in overtime. But Young Way Koo booted home the victory, and you know the Falcons ended up winning, and the Panthers ended up losing. So a lot was talked about DJ Moore you know, taking off his helmet and understanding the situation and, you know, knowing that he can't do that when there's still time left on the clock. I just don't, to me, as a player, you elated. You think the game is over. You're thinking, man, my kicker can make this extra point because literally you get paid to kick field goals. That's what you do. You ain't in none of the practices with us. Ain't nobody trying to hear that. But then he even had an opportunity for redemption, Omar and Pac-Man, because T.J. Henderson picked off of uh, Marcus Mariotti in overtime. All you had to do was make a chip shot. I think it was like a 34-yarder or something like that. And he misses that kick as well. So this is DJ Moore talking about, you know, the penalty uh, after he scored the touchdown to tie the football game up. What went on in your brain? So, I don't know. It was expected. spectacular play. You know, I had dropped the one uh, beforehand, and shoot, I just let it loose. So, But I got to understand that. There's still time on the clock. Can't do that. Did you realize what? How long? When did you realize what it happened? <laughs> when did I realize it? Uh, when I seen everybody running on the field, uh, jumping, jumping around, but then I looked at the clock. Out the, like I seen the clock out the corner of my eye. I was like, oh shit, and that was that. You Have sat you- on the bench for a while after the game. I'm guessing, reflecting, what was going through your mind? Uh, what happened? What would happen if I ain't take my helmet off? Like going back to what happened. And, that was about it. Now, again, DJ, you have to understand the situation. But who's to say that Eddie Pinheiro would have made the extra point? I mean, again, he had another opportunity after C.J. Henderson returned an interception 54 yards to the Falcons 20, which is a chip shot, 32-yard field goal, which I believe is shorter than the regular extra point. He missed that. He shanked it to the left. So who's to say he would have made the extra point anyway after DJ took his helmet off? Like, come on, kickers, again. I, I know it's probably – after the quarterback's probably the most high-pressured position in football. But, like, come on. Like, what What the hell? Like, you can't – you cannot make – you cannot, for one, miss that extra point, but then miss a chip shot in overtime after your defense gives you another opportunity to, to win. So, Marcus Mariota, right? He threw three touchdown passes, ripped off a 30-yard run for the Falcons that set up that uh, young way coup. Uh, Coup um, game winner with 155 in extra period. Marietta was 20 of 28 for 253 yards with a pair of interceptions. His first uh, coming on the second play of the game. Adam Pacman Jones, how about them Falcons in first place in the NFC South? Oh, man, that's crazy. They came here last week and we sent their ass right back down 75 to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, but Falcons are playing, man, they got a good. Um, Mariota is just a guy, but we'll see how long this. Yeah, I'm gonna ask you this, Omar Kelly. Um, 
the Panthers have already come out. Steve Wilson said PJ Walker will start again this week. That's if correct. Sydney, hasn't he done enough he to has. start the rest of the season and just see where this where this can go? Uh, I, you know, I, I I wonder sometimes why players like that, even though they've had success in other leagues and the success of starters why they haven't gotten that fair share and fair opportunity. Sometimes I think to myself, is it because like, you know, Matt Moore was one of those guys who fell into that category. Um, you know, he'd win games for you. He'd ball out. Um, and But no coach ever wanted to ride with him as their starter. And I wonder about what, what is PJ, you know, what what is he doing in these practices, in these meetings that doesn't have him, doesn't allow him to gain the confidence of his coaching staff? And this looks like an opportunity presented by a team that's not necessarily trying to win uh, because, you know, he's out there. He's out there playing well. And I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that he's continuing to start because these teams usually ride with the guys who they're putting the money in, the Darnolds and, and, and the um, Johnny um, and the Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, and, and, to, and the power. I think PJ has a team, though, so it'd be hard for them to go yeah. back. That's exactly how you get them. Yeah, because if, if you're Steve Wilkes, it's, like you can't look at those other players in the locker room and be like, we're going back to Donald or Baker Mayfield after what P.J. Walker's done the last few weeks. Uh, beating the Tampa Bay Bucks literally led them on a game-winning Hail Mary throw that was an absolute dime to D.J. Moore to set up the game-winning extra point that was missed. So they essentially should have won that game as well. Eddie Pinheiro missed a chip shot, a 32-yard field goal in overtime that they should have won as well. So, I mean, it, it'd be hard-pressed for a head coach to come in there in the locker room and look those players in the eye and say, you know, we're still trying to win and, and, and not tank, as you would say, Omar, with them going back to Baker Mayfield or Sam Donald. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.